0: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. K.K. Dowry. The Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang! Bang! It's good!
1: And the Mavericks have won the game! What
0: a week, huh? Lemon, It's Wednesday. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Enkstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Luca leader lad, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Wow. Well, we have a Mavericks team that, uh,
1: man, they're uh, streaking in a bad way, uh, a losing streak with three in a row that they've lost. But uh technically but no, only now three, they face- three ways
0: to streak, right?
1: <laughs> now they face a Pacers team to where if we took both teams and said, we're going to we're gonna form a team, a roster of the guys who are not playing in this game, then uh, they might be the seventh seed in the East because <laughs> Dallas still being without Josh Richardson, Maxi Kleba, Dwight Powell, Dorian Finney-Smith, Pacers being without TJ Warren, being without Karis Levert, Miles Turner recent fracture in his hand, but
0: he's questionable. No, uh, stop, stop. Miles Turner is not questionable with a right hand avulsion fracture. No, it says questionable
1: on the injury. No, report. N-
0: this is the same as Maxi being out with COVID nineteen or being I'm just saying
1: that would be if you combine the, all of these guys. I mean, that's at least seventh seed. I mean, better than the Hawks. <laughs>
0: We got to throw it in every single show. We got to throw it. In. It's our new thing <laughs> All right on today's show we'll be doing a bunch of stuff We'll talk about that coming up the holidays are finally behind us which means it's finally time to catch up on some much-needed sleep I know Isaac you traveled I traveled I had to do like an emergency travel back because my family was showing COVID symptoms And so I had to leave I had to rent a car and drive all the way back. I drove Overnight it was nuts. It was crazy Uh, CBD MD has the answer for you. CBD PM blends 500 milligrams of high quality CBD melatonin, uh, valerian root and chamomile and other sleeping promoting ingredients to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. And if you want to relax a little before bed, their CBD bath salts fuse superior CBD with Epsom, Dead Sea and Himalaya salts to turn any bath into a luxury experience and are available in lavender or eucalyptus scents. Isaac, are you a lavender or a eucalyptus scent kind of guy? Oh, lavender
1: all day. All day. Yeah. Lavender was a um, the little gift you hand out at the wedding uh, thing afterwards. We handed out lavender as a, as a parting oh, gift.
0: Oh, nice. 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 Yeah. Uh, they also have soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. That, that melatonin, that'll put you out real quick. If you're having trouble sleeping, I recommend the melatonin. Those gummies
1: uh, jack your dreams
0: up, though. <laughs> they, they can, not but it'll help you, and CBDMD will definitely help you with that, helping you get to sleep. You can make it even easier and get the year started off right. They're offering listeners 20% off with your next order. Use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com. Promo code NBA for 20% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Promo code NBA. All right, Isaac Harris. So... Today, we're doing a new format. We've, we've been messing with our, like one show week, we've been messing with trying to come up with a new format that's a little more national focused, some Mavs stuff maybe, and definitely always through the angle of a Mavs, a Mavs podcast, because we cover the Dallas Mavericks every single day. We've both been covering the team for five or six years. We've been in the locker room. We've talked to all the biggest people with the organization. We've had them on the podcast, had Cuban, had, had Luca, all that. But we want to do some national stuff as well, because a lot of you guys listen to us five days a week, and we can't talk about the Mavericks five days a week, right? You got to get some other NBA stuff. There's other interesting stuff we want to talk about. So we're doing story, stock, and stat today. That means for segment one, we're bringing you a story, one story in the NBA that's really stuck out to us today. It's actually a Mavericks story, Luka Doncic's leadership by our own Isaac Harris. So we'll talk about that story, a lot of good stuff in that piece, break that down Bring stock, we've been messing around with this, buying stock, buying and selling stock in certain things in the NBA, so each of us are going to bring a couple things we're buying or selling stock in, and then stat, each of us is going to bring a certain stat from the NBA that stood out to us, something that we want to talk about, so let's get into all that, Isaac, your piece on Mavs.com dropped two days ago, Monday actually, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, it was a couple days ago, but it was all on Luca's leadership, how did this come about?
1: Honestly, it started in, uh, in the first part of the story. You know, I kind of start with this, but it started with J.J. Barea uh, leaving the team. And uh so you're like, why does this have to do with Luca? But you know, when, when JJ Barea was signed to that minimum deal and at, to that training camp roster, a lot of us and include myself, I thought he would be a part of the team because they needed this veteran leadership on the team. This is a young team. They only had a couple other guys on the team outside of JJ over the age of 30 and James Johnson and Boban. And I was like, all right, they chose a Wondu over JJ Barea. And we had that, you know, super sad and it was bittersweet and all this stuff saying bye to JJ and in that press conference that day, the one thing on my mind, and uh I was wanting to ask Rick Carlisle, Rick, now that JJ is leaving, who is the like, who's the leadership baton? If he's handing off this like the team leader baton off to somebody, who who does that go to? And Rick answered me in Rick Carlisle fashion, just straight straight to me and said, Luka Doncic is our leader. There is no question about that. And I thought that was so telling. It's like, all right, I I know he's a leader, but for him to just say straight, he is our leader. There's no question about it. So for me, that just kind of birthed in me this idea of, all right, I kind of want to go in on this and talk to more people who have been around the team and how Luca has evolved as a leader on the team. And this is kind of how the story landed.
0: Yeah, that first quote from Carlisle. We talked about it when it happened at the time, but we were mostly focusing on J.J. Barea. This is the quote. You asked the question, who's the leader now that J.J. Barea is gone? The, the whole thing was, you guys remember this, it only happened a couple weeks ago, but this Mavericks team only has two guys on it over the age of 30, James Johnson and Bobon Marjanovic. Both guys pretty new to the team. James Johnson had just been traded this past offseason. Bobon just was added to the team last year, and so they have don't have that kind of, like, team pull. They definitely have, you know, some veteran aspects to them and all that, but they don't have the uh, the, the organizational knowledge that, you know, J.J. Barea or a Dirk or even a Devin Harris would have, or even like a Harrison Barnes or, or I guess Dwight Powell, but Dwight Powell, I don't know if he counts as a veteran leader. He, he probably does relative to this team, but yeah J.J. Barea was leaving, and so all of a sudden, this team didn't have a lot of veterans on it, and so you ask Carlisle the question, who is the leader of this team? And the quote was, Luka Doncic is our leader. There is no question about that. And I mean, that that stands out, right? And it, what have we seen from Luka to prove that he has become a leader, right? Because a lot of people can just say, oh, this is our leader. You know, you see... Who was the the Redskins quarter or the Washington football team quarterback that it was that Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins? Dwayne Haskins was a captain on the Washington football team, and dude got released after the season was done. Like that that doesn't count, right? That that he he could have been a leader, I guess, but he definitely wasn't leading with his play, and so that was sort of just a captain by virtue of position. But Luca kind of has that position of best player, of most talented player, most important player on the roster. But how has he shown and proven and how did people in this story say that Luca has proven that he is a leader in other ways besides just his play?
1: Yeah, you mentioned a quarterback. I, I use that football reference in the story that it's not that he's a leader just because he's the best player on the team. And uh, I talked to a former assistant coach for the Mavericks and uh, who had, and he was talking about, he compared him to Tom Brady. If we're going to keep the uh, thing going and he had this quote saying he, he reminds me of Tom <laughs> Brady because he has this ability to lead an organization, but he has the generational talent to back it up. Uh, and you know, there was a Boston uh, Celtics reference in there too that. Uh, going back to the Paul Pierce, Antoine Walker days that just because Paul Pierce was the best player on the team back then, he wasn't necessarily the leader. That was an Antoine Walker. So I use that because I don't <laughs> want us to look at it and say, all right, well, he's the best player on the team. So he's just naturally the leader. That wasn't the case because when Luka came in as a rookie, we had these older guys in there and his his game and his play on the court, that gained him the respect. That got him a seat at the leadership table, if we want to say that. And it got him a place there. But then he had to evolve, and this is kind of where the story went, that he had to evolve and become more vocal. He had to evolve and become more of a manager of the team, and getting the team together for those outings in the bubble. He was the guy that was texting the texting the teammates, saying, hey, let's go do this. Let's do that, building the team chemistry. He's the guy who called Tyrell Terry on draft night, a second-round pick, the very first guy who reached out to him as the leader of the team and said, welcome to Dallas. Welcome to the city. It's all the stuff that often the court that that's been the evolution of him as a leader at 21 it's not just the play but it's the off the court stuff too
0: yeah that stuff really really matters the stuff in the bubble where he was leading you know the charge a lot of things and uh what stuck out to me that the tom brady quote was was incredible you know he reminds me of tom brady to be honest someone who is born to lead an organization has the generational talent to back it up whoo like that is that's is high praise for sure of a guy but luca having you know, the, uh, just the, the mentality and having the, um, just the charisma, I think. The charisma, I think, yeah. is what stood out by some of these quotes and people. Porzingis was asked about, you know, about Luca in your, in your piece. And he said that he just keeps it light, right? He always comes in and he's not a, he's not Kobe, right? Like Luca is not yeah. Kobe, right? He's not a good guy that's going to come in and point fingers and say, you know, pass. No, you get the rebound. Like he's, he's not going to come in and do that. He's going to come in and keep it light, keep it, um, you know, in practice and all that, but he is, he's gonna, when, when push comes to shove, Luka gets intense and Luka can, you know, compete with the best of them. He loves to win more than anybody. And so I just thought that, that this is a really, this is a piece of the Mavericks need right now. This is a, a trait of, of Lucas that the Mavericks need right now. They need him to be a leader and step up because this team is, and I think he's tried. It's just that there's so many other things that are going against the Mavs right now, which we've talked about it now na- ad nauseum. but uh, any other thoughts you want to share about this piece? Just that
1: Luca's Luca. And, you know, I I tied Dirk into this story, you know, a decent amount. And just that Dirk for years paved his own path as a leader of this team and, you know, leader of the organization. And that we all know Dirk led by example, his work ethic, his all the stuff off the court and community. He had his own way of leading and Luca has his own way of leading and it's working and these players love him. They love, you know, just playing with him. They love his carefree uh, carefreeness on the court. Like you said, KP, Willie Colley Stein had a great quote about that. Jalen Brunson uh, gave me a great quote about, about him just getting the guys together and building that chemistry. And yeah, it was just, uh, I think it's just, it's not normal to see a 21 year old kind of, captured that leadership role like he has in Dallas already. And yeah, it it surprised me. That's why I wanted to write the story because I was learning something myself of, man, a 21-year-old can do that. And I didn't know that he could. And he is. uh, He's done it already. He's already got that leadership role now. He's doing it right now. And he'll continue to be the leader for the Mavericks for hopefully the next uh, two decades like Dirk.
0: Absolutely go read the piece. I'll put it I'll put a link in the description of this podcast. By the way, if you're watching on WFAA, thank you. Thank you so much for getting through the first segment by the way of, of, of these these mugs on your uh, on your screen or wherever you're watching us. Go subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. So, coming up, we're going to get into some stock. We're going to buy and sell stock on things in the NBA. I got a couple of big men that I got. I got some stock I need to buy because they're just it's starting to rise, and I'm seeing the market trend, and I'm ready to buy some stock in some big Ooh, men. Oh, Andre
1: Drummond, let's go.
0: One of them may be Andre Drummond. So, we'll talk about that uh, and get into all that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, betonline.ag is the one place. NFL regular season is is done. The playoffs are almost done. The conference championships are coming this weekend. BetOnline.ag is the one place that has you covered. The one place that we trust for all your sports betting needs. There is so much stuff. They have daily NBA odds that you can go check out. They have so many things that you can check out on on BetOnline. Go see some odds. Go figure out what you want to put some money on. And use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Right now, if you go, the Dallas Mavericks right now are one point underdog to the Indiana Pacers, which is uh man, I don't know. Mavericks losing four games in a row. I'm not sure if I want to bet on that.
1: I'll take that. I'll take those odds for sure. Indiana's shorthanded too. I mean, we we joked about it, but Miles Turner, TJ Warren, uh Karis Levert. I mean, they basically lost Oladipo Depot for nothing right now. Um, so yeah. yeah, they're they're very shorthanded. They just lost to the Clippers too. So I'm pretty confident the Mavericks winning this game.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling a definitely a bounce back game. There's definitely going to be after a day off, they're going to be feeling good. So maybe check those odds on Bet Online. Maybe it's changed by the time the over/under, by the way, is uh, 219. Are we getting over 219 combined points? Mm. I might go for that one too. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into some stock. We're buying and selling some stock. We've been keeping track of these, by the way, all year, which I think is is fun. We'll we'll put these up as well. These next stock, we'll put them up as a as a poll. So, my first one, we teased it a little bit. Andre Drummond has been a player that everyone. I just ev- joked about this. You joked about it, but when we didn't tell each other beforehand uh-huh. what we were gonna do, but. Andre Drummond is a player that everyone's talked about in every mailbag we've ever done. Every single time people comment, you know, the Mavs need a big man. They need a rebounder. This is not about the Mavs, right? Andre Drummond will make the all-star team and he's going to get overpaid this summer. 100% buying that stock right now. It's starting to rise and I want to get in before it's like set in stone 100% like the highest level it can. I'm buying that stock. Andre Drummond will both make an all-star team and be overpaid this summer. The
1: thing about the All Star team is interesting because I need to see the position breakdown again of some of these players because that stuff gets so tricky on how many players can make it. Yeah, you know, for James instance,
0: James Harden just made it too, like made it over to the East.
1: Yeah, and for instance, you know, like what does Sabonis classify as? Is he a center? Is he a forward? Um, you know, well, Joel Embiid will definitely. But when you look at bigs in the East, I mean, I don't even have the list in front of me, but. I mean, Joel Embiid, Bam. I mean, both those guys for sure over Drummond, uh, yeah. probably for All Star team. But after that, I mean, I, I don't. I just need to look at you know more of the, uh, yeah, uh, Daniel Tice maybe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I just need to see Collins, more of the Eastern Conference teams in front of me. But. He's putting up monster numbers. This has always been the Drummond thing, right? I mean, he's yeah. always put up monster numbers. He's always rebounded, been one of the top rebounders uh, in the league. And this is his thing. It just uh, doesn't result in wins.
0: No, it has not. And it's its not really right now for the Cavs either. So that's mine. Andre Drummond making the all-star team, calling it now. He's just going to keep putting up stats like this. And he's, he's averaging, what, like 16, 17 shots a game. He's going to always get boards. And he's not... Scoring very efficiently, but he is scoring a lot, and I think those numbers are gonna gonna pop out to people. He made an All Star team what two years ago, was that not that long yeah. ago, that Andre Drummond was kind of a you know player that everybody looked at and said, "Ooh, that, that's kind of interesting, Andre Drummond over there." Just not for the Mavs, but as a player. I in do general,
1: wonder who's gonna pay him though.
0: There's gonna I'm be a lot of teams curious. with money this summer. We we've gone over how many times have we gone over the 2021 you know free agent class and how like, Paul George is out of it, and all of a sudden. Uh, Giannis is out of it and just how many teams are left there's still teams with with money but there's so many players that are out of it so the Mavericks yeah. have money I mean if the Mavericks at the end of the season if they get destroyed by like the Lakers in the, in you know in the first or second round or if they get destroyed by the, the the Nuggets if Jokic just goes wild on them they're like all right we need a center right we need a guy if they decide that it might be the Mavericks but they've tried to overpay overpay centers in the past right They've tried, oh. They've tried to overpay Dwight uh, Howard. They have tried to overpay Hassan White Whiteside. They tried to overpay these guys before. They have a they have a, a type.
1: Yes, uh, yes, but I think we're past that those w- days. That yeah. would be an
0: emergency th- pod. We would not want to do. <laughs> Oh
1: God! I don't even know what I would say to that.
0: We would—our mentions on Twitter would just be so full of people saying, "We told you, you we guys told are talking. You, you. you guys are now—you guys are talking out of both sides of your mouth. You've been talking down on Drummond all year. Now you're talking yourself into it. That's what we do, guys. We're the optimists. We we, we talk ourselves into everything. We yeah. try to explain, try to explain both sides. Anyway, so I'm buying <laughs> stock. Are you buying or selling that stock? By the way,
1: um, I'll sell it. Yeah, I'll sell it. Just because I don't know if he's going to beat out some of these other bigs. He's not going to start. And so will the other coaches vote him in as an all-star over some guys who will be on some winning teams like a BAM or, you know, somebody else? That, that'll that be the thing. Yeah.
0: I think he's, his numbers are just going to be so nuts that he's going to be the one guy you're like, well, how did he make it? <laughs>
1: yeah, but
0: yeah. freaking Bradley Beal didn't make an all-star team last year. So,
1: Very, very true.
0: <laughs> All right. Give me something uh, you're, you're buying uh, stock in.
1: I don't know really what to, uh, how to word this. I think it's more of a selling of a general Philly thing, but uh, I think Philly's going to really regret the James Harden thing. I think if the mm. if the reports were true that they, you know, they were kind of playing around with it, not wanting to put Tyrese Maxey in the deal, and if you know the picks and like all this different stuff, if they had a chance to go get James Harden, and they didn't, I think it's I think it's going to be something that will haunt them for the next few years because. If you had the opportunity to swap out Ben Simmons and Maxi for James Harden in a, first, in a couple firsts, and you could have paired up James Harden with Joel Embiid, I think you would be, I mean, then Brooklyn obviously wouldn't have him too. You would be right there with Brooklyn for me, you know, as far as a favorite in the East. So I don't even know how to word that as far as buy or sell. I just, I think they're going to regret that.
0: Philly will regret not trading for James Harden. I think that's the statement. And you're buying that. Yes, I'm, a, I'm buying I'm going to sell that. However, this is going to work. This is it, it's going to work for you because Brooklyn's going to be really good. They're going to get to the finals probably, and everyone's going to say, "Oh well, Philly had done it, then they would have gotten to the finals too." But it doesn't work like that. It's not it's not a one to one thing, right? This is like, you know, you buy stock in a company, and there's there. I can't think of an example, but you buy stock in a company. And they make one product and that doesn't work. But then all of a sudden this side project they're doing blows up, right? It's like, like oh man, this company worked, but it wasn't because of the, the main thing they did. I think that's what what would have been what would have happened for Philly is that they would have brought in James Harden, and I think it would have combusted. I don't think him and Joel Embiid can work. And I think Daryl Morey knows that. And he has to he had to choose between one of them. I don't think Harden and either of those two guys, Embiid or Simmons, could have worked. And so he was stuck in a really weird place where yeah you want the talent but wouldn't work with the other talent it's going to work in in Brooklyn because of KD and who KD is and the fact that KD has rapport with him the fact that KD is the best player by far you know not by far but he's he's the best player for sure like he's the number one player on that team and so maybe Harden doesn't think that talent wise but hierarchy wise Durant has the t- has the titles right Durant has the you know yeah. the the accolades and so he has the finals mvps so it wouldn't work for Philly but there's no way I can I can win out if I sell. I'm just I'll sell it anyway. But there's no way I can win on that because <laughs> it, it, everyone's just gonna look back and say, oh yeah, Philly should have done that. But anyway, uh, I got yeah. we, we want to do a couple quick ones. I have one more. Yeah, sure. Demonas Sabonis is gonna make All NBA this year, and he's gonna have an MVP vote. He's gonna have an MVP. He's gonna get MVP votes just like Joakim Noah did. Remember, Joakim Noah was like. <laughs> Third or fourth in MVP voting, I think Demonis Sabonis is going to do that because the Pacers are going to be good. They're going to get these guys back from injury. Hopefully, Karis Levert, they'll get back. That whole thing is just scary. The fact that they found uh, they found a you know a, an abscess or something on his liver like that is or on his kidney like that is just, that's scary stuff to get in a uh, notification. But Sabonis made his first All All Star team last year. I think that's a lock again this year. All NBA is a really tough thing. That's the top fifteen players in the NBA. He's averaging 21.7 points, 12.8 rebounds, 5.8 assists. He he's he's going to destroy the Mavericks, right? I think there's there's no chance that he doesn't destroy the Mavericks in this game tonight if you're listening on Wednesday. Uh the only other three players that have ever averaged that stat line 21 and a half points, 12 and a half rebounds, and 5.5 assists per game for a whole season. Can you even there's three players, there's only three players that have averaged that. Who do you think they are? The rebounds are important. 12 and a half rebounds know. is not something that a lot of people do, but Andre Drummond. No, not the he didn't get the assists, but <laughs> there's one guy that won the MVP last year.
1: Okay.
0: Giannis. Giannis, yeah. One of your favorite guys of all time. On every stat I mean, list ever.
1: I don't think Vince Carter. Ever, no,
0: Wilt. Wilt Chamberlain did it twice. And Kevin Garnett did it twice as well. You don't think about Kevin Garnett as like that super passer, but he averaged five and a half assists for a couple years there. And so that's only been done three times at stat line. That's pretty wild to me, the fact that he's putting that together. So he's going to get some MVP votes, probably like fifth place MVP votes, but it's going to be enough that he'll be on the, the graphic. He'll be like top five MVP votes and it'll be Demona Sabonis and it'll look really weird, but that's what I'm going with.
1: I think a lot of it has to do if they can weather the storm. You know, if they're, how, how long is Levert out? How long, you know, if will Miles Turner miss some time? How much longer is TJ Warren out? I don't know if they can stay top four in the Eastern Conference if they don't have those three guys and they're patching it together with Ed, Edmund Sumner and Doug McDermott starting and stuff like that. So, but he is a, I I love Sabonis. Yeah, he is. I think he's underrated, uh, even though he got some credit and he was an all-star last year. I think he's underrated. I think he gets looked over. I think he's one of the best big men in the league, and he, he should have a big night against Dallas.
0: All right, coming up. We have some stats we want to talk about. We have a couple stats we're going to bring to the table, things that are uh notable to us around the league. I have one that involves Luka Doncic. You're going to want to stay. It's uh Ooh. it's a stat that Luka Doncic in the NBA is number 1 in the NBA. It's a stat that I it's a stat that I invented, but it's on it has real merit to it. It's Text? Uh, it's it's not screen assists. It's it has <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and so we're going to talk about Luka is number 1 in the NBA in this, but he doesn't want to be. We'll talk about what that is coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Bilt Bar, the number one protein bar in the entire world, according to any locked-on host or anybody that has tried them. It's protein bars, tastes like a candy bar. What's the last Bilt Bar you ate?
1: Mint Brownie, duh.
0: Mint Brownie, the best one. I had a cookies and cream one today. Not as good as Mint Brownie, but it's a it's pretty good. It's a pretty good one. It's up there. I've been trying all the different varieties. They have a ton of different flavors. Go check them out. They also have this... Uh, uh, bone broth. I don't know if you've ever tried that before. That's like this new thing that people are doing too. Uh, but people were, were talking about it in the, in the NFL, Lockdown NFL, uh, you know, Twitter DMs. Like, I didn't know Built Bar did this. And so go check it out. They have all kinds of different products like that. Bilt Bar though, the actual bars are great for health, con- health conscious person. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, high protein, great for a keto diet. For example, that cookies and cream bar I ate today, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. 4 grams of net carbs for a candy bar is – that's pretty good. 4 grams of sugar Solid. for a candy bar, that's incredible. They taste really good. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code On. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris, stat. We've done our story. We've done our stock. Now we're doing our stat. Um – this this might take me a while. You want to do yours first?
1: According to Basketball Reference, the Dallas Mavericks are eighth in the league in attendance. <laughs> 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 I just that's my stat for the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay. So the sellout streak. Actually, I do. Actually, I do have a stat before you uh, get into your whole monologue about Luca.
0: This you know, we I kept, can't just brush by that. We can't just <laughs> we we have not talked about this all year, and it is now it is now time, right? Like it is now time.
1: <laughs> it's time.
0: Has the sellout streak ended? I've had multiple people tweet
1: at me and DM me this and it's it's weighing on everyone's minds right now and i i don't know how to answer that
0: we've been watching this for years four years we've been watching this every, after every single mavericks home game we get the dm from mav's pr that says this is the 726th and a half you know sellout out yeah. in, in in a row blah, blah blah the longest in nba history and so now, no fans can come, but they're having home games. So I, 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 think they're gonna use it as a loophole and say that the sellout streak still continues. However, if they start allowing fans, it's only a certain amount. Mm. What's the, what's the? I mean, is it still eighty percent, right? Wasn't it eighty percent has to be full for it to con- consider a sellout?
1: I don't it's, know. It's some, I don't it's know.
0: Something like that. And so, I don't know. It's gonna get a little dicey. The Cuban's gonna have to be giving out some tickets. And what if people don't want to come? Because people will want to come by the time. Oh, by yeah, the time yeah. they're, they're allowed. People are itching to do anything. I'm itching to do anything right now. I'm like, well, can I leave my house? But yeah, the sellout streak will continue. I don't think the Mavericks are going to use this as a, oh, the sellout streak was broken because there was no no, no, there's
1: no fans. No there's no fans.
0: No. They're not allowed to bring them in. So anyway.
1: The sellout streak great. is still going on. Uh, I actually have a Mavericks stat. I kept it Mavericks-based for this. But you know, if you're looking at uh, one stat to say, all right, where are we at as a team? If you don't even want to consider all the guys being out and health and safety protocols and all of that, If you want to look at one thing as far as play on the court, last year, according to Synergy, the Mavericks, 24% of their offensive possessions were spot-up shots. They were fourth in the league in those possessions of spot-up shots at 40%.
0: That's like your catch-and-shoot shots. That's your, you know, drive and kick and somebody in a corner to shoot a three or that's a, you know, somebody stops and pops and pulls, you know, kind of pulls up, but doesn't take it a couple dribbles and that those kind of shots exactly. So the
1: highest the highest percentage of an offense possession for them were spot up shots last year. Spot up shots this year at roughly the same percentage, twenty four percent so far. Last year they're fourth in the league at forty percent. This year so far, they're twenty seventh in the league at thirty four percent. They're just not making shots, and I mean that and that's a result uh, has a lot to do with these guys being out that you would want taking those shots, but. The guys that Luke are passing the ball to right now, you saw him talk after the game against Toronto. He said, I get into the paint. I get double. You know, I just, I had to pass it. That's why I shot 11 times. And, you know, that night guys didn't hit the shots. And right now across the board, outside of his, you know, Tim Hardaway, he's shooting 40%. He's playing right now, but he had an off night that night, but the guys are just not hitting the shots. And I think that as far as play on the court so far, and you're not going to talk about guys being out. That's been the biggest thing for Dallas.
0: You and I how we've done this podcast almost 4 years now. Yeah, same wavelength. My new stat, I'm coming up with a stat and I'm 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 naming it wasted assists is my stat. That's Ooh, what my like stat it. is called, wasted assist. So, I took wow. stock of everybody in the NBA that has had that has at least 10 potential assists per game. A potential assist is you drive, you kick, the player takes a shot, makes or misses, that's a potential assist. It has the potential to become an assist if that shot goes in. That doesn't count, you know, if somebody doesn't take a shot and then you're like, oh, that could have been an assist if he shot. No, it it has to have taken a player has to have taken a shot. So of all the players in the NBA that have taken that have the average at least 10 potential assists per game, and there's uh there's a decent amount of them. There's, let me see, 43 players in the NBA that uh that averaged at least 10 potential assists per game. Luka Doncic is number four in the NBA total in assists per game, right? He's averaging 9.3 assists per game. Still really good. Fourth in the NBA. The guys above him, Westbrook at 11.3. Harden at 10.9. Jokic at 10.3. And then Luka. Trey Young under him. And then Chris Paul and Simmons. Luka is number four in the NBA also. uh, Points created off of assists. Luka creates 25.4 points per game off of his assists, which is wild. So he's passing a lot guys are scoring off those assists in about the same percentage you'd expect and then he's number two in the nba in potential assists so number four in total assists number two in potential assists so there's a discrepancy there right he's number two right behind westbrook now westbrook's number one in the nba in assists so you'd expect him to be number one in potential assists but luca 19 potential assists per game and he's averaging 10 point or 9.3 assists per game so my stat is called wasted assists this is my stat today Wow. Luca is averaging 9.7 wasted assists per game. That means a pass that Luca makes and a shot is taken after that, and it is not an assist. So it's a wasted assist. That leads the league 9.7. Number two is Chris Paul at 9.6 per game. Then after that, SGA is averaging 8.4 wasted assists per game. Damian Lillard, 8.3. Russell Westbrook, 8.2. Then then uh oh, no, Trey Young, 8.2, and Westbrook eight uh, wasted assists per game that's your that's your top that's your leaderboard right there so Luca is number one in the NBA in wasted assists per game which is not a stat you want and it goes back to your your thing about you know missing spot up shots and all that so that looks like a terrible number and all of a sudden you're starting to get worried people are like oh man Luca doesn't have shooters what about Seth Curry like all that stuff is that even worth it now should we have done it all this considered now I took that number and I did percentage of potential assists that are wasted. So uh, you looked at it and said, okay, well, he has a certain number of potential assists and a certain number of wasted assists, but that's just volume, right? Luca passes a lot. Of course, guys are going to miss shots. 50% is a really good shooting percentage. You know, guys miss 50% or whatever. That's not that big of a deal. So Luca is number 11 in the NBA in potential or wasted assist potential. So the, the percentage of his potential assists that are wasted, it's 51.1%. That's actually not bad, if you think about it. A lot of them go for lobs and stuff, and that should bring up the percentage, but the three-point percentage should, you will definitely bring that down, because 40% is really, really good. So, the number one in the NBA in wasted assist percentage is pretty wild. <laughs> Colin Sexton, 10.3 potential assists per game. So, 10 of his shots go to guys that take that, or 10 of his passes go to guys that take shots. He gets three point five assists per game. Sixty six percent of his assist passes are wasted. That's that's crazy number. Number two is SGA, and he's at fifty seven percent. So there's a big gap there that the Cavs are just not making shots off of, of off of Colin Sexton passes. The next guys: uh, SGA, Lillard, Fox, Derrick Rose, John Wall, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Zach Levine is number nine in uh, wasted assist percentage. Fred Van Vliet, and then Luka Doncic, number 11. So, he's getting a lot of these passes that are wasted. However, the percentage is not as bad. So, we're, we're not we're not super red flagged yet. We're not super red flagged yet about the, the shots. But it is definitely a problem. It's definitely a problem the guys aren't hitting shots. And so, both of us, our stats in tandem go together. That was a lot of numbers and things. I'm actually going to tr- – I think I'm going to put the uh, the spreadsheet that I made in the description of this podcast. So, if you go down there, it should be in the description. You'll be able to click on it and look at it visually. So, Somebody's uh, yeah. driving
1: right now listening to this podcast and they're like trying to add all of this up and they're <laughs> like what percentage wasted assist? Right.
0: it's my new stat wasted assist wasted assists per game luka leads the league 9.7 per game chris paul's number 2 though and that's a pretty good shooting team so anything that you can you can gain from that just the guys are missing shots but luka's creating a lot of shots too the, the most in the league almost besides westbrook
1: Yeah, we got to get back the guys who uh, normally take those shots and hopefully make those shots. And hopefully that will come over the next, um, you know,
0: week. For sure. There you go. Guys, hopefully you enjoyed this new version of Lockdown Mavs doing story stock stat. We'll do it again in the future, focusing on some uh, national stories and other things like that. We can – man, we're going to have a a post-game pod for sure after the Wednesday game, the game tonight uh, against the Hawks. Our favorites, the no, Hawks. No, not the Hawks. I went. I went like a month ahead. Sorry. Pacers against the pace against the Pacers. So Sabonis will be playing. Be really interested to see. Go listen to Lockdown Pacers if you're interested in what's going on with them. Uh, they had a pretty good guest, so you might want to go check that out. I heard Lockdown he's great. Pacers. They have. I've heard he's very very good. So there you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Uh Uh-oh! Guess what day it is! Guess what day it is! Huh? Anybody?